stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Ah, uh, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, as always, if you have any questions for Game and Fish or Brian from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, or if you haven't heard the latest episodes, you can go listen to those on demand at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. You go to your app store, you download the app, and then you click on demand right there on the, the front little bar. And you can get all the different episodes. We're well over 20 now. I believe we're about uh, episode 23. So uh, make sure you get over there and check that out. Uh, we have got a good show for you. We've heard uh, in the news a lot lately about uh, feeding animals. You know, uh, you're not supposed to feed animals, the wildlife, the big game. And we'll find out why with Janet Millick and Justin Benefit of uh, Game and Fish. We talked to Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports about ice fishing gear. And there's a big walleye banquet coming up in April. We'll find out more information about that and that entire organization, the uh, North Platte Walleye uh Unlimited. So, a uh, great show ahead of us. Stick around. Let's get it rolling right now. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. <laughs> My Country 95.5. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Welcome back to the program. Of course, if you've missed any of the episodes that we're up into the 20s now, if you've missed any of those, you can go download those and listen on demand at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. Just look for Wyoming Game and Fish uh, as a partner of this program, My own Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Uh, we have Janet and Justin from uh, Game and Fish with us today, and Janet... Right before Christmas, we talked about the feed grounds that are around the state. And then just a couple of weeks after that, we uh, we started hearing issues where the public started uh, is has been feeding the elk or the deer or the moose. And it's kind of become an issue over the last couple of years. And we want to kind of get to the bottom of this to to let people know why they shouldn't do that. Absolutely, Drew, and, and thanks for having us back. As always, love to be on the show. But there is a lot just right here in and around Casper that has to go on with wildlife feeding that I think people need to be aware about. And, and you know, sometimes neighbors need to be a little bit concerned about what your neighbors are doing. And some of that has to do with, with the feeding of wildlife, particularly deer and turkeys in and around the urban area of Casper. So what are the reasoning behind not feeding the wildlife? Well, there's there's several reasons, and I'll, I'll try to be as brief as I can here. But, you know, when you feed wildlife, first of all, you're, you're artificially attracting, uh, you know, kind of higher concentrations of wildlife in the same area. And so it can be a few things. It can be a really um, good way to spread disease. So one of the biggest diseases that Game and Fish is currently um, and really has been concerned about for a long time is chronic wasting disease. And, and 
when you really concentrate a bunch, of, that's a disease that affects deer and elk in the state. Um, and, uh, you know, when you concentrate a whole bunch of animals around a feed source, um, they can transmit to that disease to one another pretty readily. And also they can contaminate their environment and pick it up that way. So, so that's, you know, that's kind of um, concern number one, but then right behind that is something we deal with really commonly here in the Casper area um, are, are just, it creates a nuisance wildlife problem. And so like these last couple of years, anyone that spent much time around town knows we got quite a few turkeys running around. Um, we got them on, you know, in Vista West to the base of the mountain to right in town and everywhere in between. And so, so when we have that, you know, we get places where some folks are unfortunately feeding them and you can have cases where we get several dozen and sometimes upwards of 80 to hundred birds that um, are roosting over a house because turkeys fly in trees at night and roost and they can roost over a house or a driveway. And of course they're, they're defecating and things like that. And they can make one heck of a mess. And, and sometimes the person that's feeding those birds is not the one that deals with the mess so much as they may go to their neighbor's house to do it. And that's kind of a common um, complaint we see here in Casper. One of the interesting parts about that, and this kind of all subject a little bit is uh, if you're out turkey hunting and you blink or you move a little bit and a turkey's close, they'll leave. They'll fly away. Here, my big truck can be rolling down the road, blaring the horn, and they don't move. Is, it, <laughs> is this part yeah. of the issue? It is. It is definitely part of the issue. And, and that's that brings up a very... Um, very valid concern is when you do draw these animals in with feed um, artificially, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's you, you do create, um, a, you know, actually a more dangerous area for them. And, and, and I want to stress that I think that every single person that feeds wildlife has good intentions and they don't recognize that oftentimes those good intentions actually are just the opposite. You're creating, you know, more roadkill opportunities for those animals. You're creating the disease transfer. Um, you're making those, those animals not as afraid of humans as they might've been if they were more in the wild, which can have, you know, ramifications to your puppy. If you're out walking and the, the deer aren't afraid of you, maybe they, you know, get really close and then end up stomping you or your dog. You never know. And so, so there's a lot of those that go on as well as the one one big thing that I think people at the base of the mountain maybe don't realize goes on is that the more you feed the deer and the turkey, the more the mountain lions love to play in your backyard. Yeah. So, yeah, Drew. So that's something we, we deal with commonly, um, certainly at the base of the mountain, but it can kind of happen anywhere in town is, is where you attract these, these prey animals like deer and turkeys and things like that. You know, the, the, the animals that eat them are going to soon to follow. And so, these last couple winters in particular, we've dealt with a higher than normal volume of, of calls of mountain lion sightings at the base of the mountain. And, um, you know, lions just coming through people's backyards or getting caught on security cameras and things like that. And so a lot of times is what that does is it ends poorly for the wildlife. Um, you know, unfortunately, when we get these, these carnivores that then get really habituated, I mean, it can result in either the relocation or, or if it's bad enough, even, you know, lethal removal of them. And we certainly hate to do that, but a lot of times, yeah, it's the wildlife that come, that gets the short end of the stick in that deal. And it is always about public safety. And so people need to recognize, again, while intentions are good, um, the outcome is not always good. 
And, you know, even, even recognizing that all wildlife eats different things. And so while you may be putting some hay out for some deer thinking that you're doing super awesome stuff, their guts don't have the bacteria to get the nutritional value out of the hay that they need. And so, you know, deer actually can starve to death with full bellies of hay because they're, they're not able to digest it and get the proper nutrition out. So, so all those little things that, that people may not know about that we hope that they pay attention to and, and recognize that feeding wildlife is not the answer. Excellent. Thank you, Janet. Now, Justin, Janet, stick around. We want to talk more about this. We want people to get as informed as possible. If you're missing out on any of these programs that we've done in the past, you can go listen on demand right after today's show at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. Just click on demand and you can listen. Listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. Welcome back to the program. Game and Fish is Justin Benfit and Janet Millick. And wildlife feeding is our topic today. Now, we've all seen folks put feeders out in their backyards for birds or small game. Now, this really causes an issue, too, because that entices them to be in your backyard. But is this as big of a deal as it is the big game? Well, I mean, you're exactly right, Drew. But I, I also want to put this into perspective a little bit. We're here at Game and Fish, we're not advocating that every every person puts away their bird feeder and things like that. I mean, you know, some of that is a whole lot more harmless. And and it also certainly adds to just the thrill of, of attracting wildlife to your backyard. But it's kind of a fine line. Um, little songbirds are one thing, but when you start attracting deer and turkeys, it becomes another thing. But but I can tell you, even with the bird feeders, like another another common issue that we deal with in the, in the spring, summer and fall months um, up on Casper Mountain or at the base, can be attracting bears. And so in some cases where we've had really, you know, pretty big, robust backyard bird feeding operations and there's bird seed spills out all, all over the place, that can, that can attract black bears. And it's the same thing with those black bears. Once they get real habituated, we have to get them out of there. And and sometimes it doesn't end up well for the bear, unfortunately. And, and you can't blame them. I mean, it's, you have these hummingbird feeders that are full of super sugary nectar that is just so high caloric that helps them meet their goal of, of trying to get enough weight on to make it through the winter. And so, so it's, it becomes a difficult situation for all. And, and just like Justin said, we, we're not advocating that, that everybody takes everything down, but man, awareness and timing is, is key in a lot of these issues. Are there repercussions for someone that gets caught feeding wildlife? Last year, uh, the city of Casper actually passed a feeding ban. It's specific to certain types of animals. So, so like deer and turkeys and, and raccoons and things like that. Um, uh, and, you know, but uh, one thing that, that is still allowed under that are like songbirds. And, and of course, you'd recognize the occasional squirrel gets in there and that sort of thing. So. And I, you know, I think that the Game and Fish Department really hopes that if there are a lot of these situations going on, that neighbors can resolve things amongst neighbors and, and that we don't necessarily have to get involved. But I just, it's a nice realization to know that these ordinances are out there. Sometimes, depending on where you live, it can be a little illegal, but more importantly, it's just not good for the wildlife. Of course, if you have any more questions for Game and Fish about this, you can hit us up at the My Country 95.5 mobile app, or you can stop in and see them. They're, uh, they're open to all your questions, either in person, via email, or on the phone. Uh, and Janet, Justin, I, I hope that, that a lot of people take this and, 
and really take it to heart because this could be a, a, a major issue if this doesn't stop soon. Yeah, thanks, Drew. And it, it certainly has been and, and, and unfortunately continues to be in some places. And I guess one last thing that I always like to add is, is that, you know, we're, we're talking more about the intentional feeding of wildlife here. Where you're, you're, that's your sole purpose. That's what you're trying to attract. We recognize that there are folks out in the community that have horses and they got to put some hay out and things like that. And and so we're not, you know, I mean, we're not like talking about agricultural operations or, or anything like that. We're just trying to discourage folks to intentionally, you know, attract these wildlife to their yards because it can be problematic for them, for their neighbor, and most importantly, for the wildlife itself. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. If you haven't figured out by now, one of my favorite stores in the area is Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. We come in and sit with Brian and chit-chat every week. And, Brian, we're back in here today, and things have been a little different. Uh, the There's not a whole lot of snow. It hasn't been really cold, but there's ice fishing to be done over the next few weeks. Yeah, there's uh, actually uh, just finishing up our uh, Ocean Lake tournament ends today. And uh, next week, we've got the big uh, tournament up over at uh, Boys and Reservoir. And then the week after that, uh, the old hog derby at Pathfinder. So there's lots of opportunities to do some ice fishing, and hopefully the uh, the ice sticks around. But the equipment you guys have, uh, it's great. I was out walking around checking it out before I came in here, and uh, you guys got everything that you need to get out on the ice and, and be comfortable. Yeah, I mean, outside of all of the just regular ice fishing gear, we just got another pretty good shipment of Boggs boots in, and, of course, you know, all the socks, gloves, and hand warmers a guy needs. Now, when you look at uh, the options of, of boots that we we have, we know that it's been a slow year getting boots in, but you say you got the new shipment in. And uh, when you're going up on a on a ice fishing trip like that, what uh, what's the best boot to get? I mean, what's the, what do you go for in that? Well, you just really want to be comfortable. That's the most important thing. And it kind of depends on if you're going to spend all day in an ice hut or if you're going to be uh, – what I like to call trolling and drilling, punching a lot of holes and, and moving and uh, really trying to target those those uh, walleyes or whatever you're looking for. But, um, you know, Boggs boots are always really good. I mean, most of those are minus 40 degree. They're waterproof. You know, when you're running your auger and you're pulling that auger up out of the water, you know, you don't have to worry about getting wet. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do. I really like the Boggs boots. It's easier than throwing on a pair of waders and uh, still comfortable enough where you can do some walking in them. I noticed that we've had some pretty good shipments of ammo over the last couple of weeks. I saw some game bird stuff. Yeah, we're starting to we're starting to see things uh, open up a little bit. Um, by far, it's not like great, but um, you know we are starting to see a lot more of the pistol ammunition come in. A uh, few different calibers of the hunting rounds and the uh, waterfowl, the steel shot, still really difficult to get our hands on. But we are seeing more of the trap loads and pheasant loads and that kind of stuff. I was noticing that the, the uh, spice section that you guys have here is, is pretty phenomenal. I mean, it's a pretty large spice section. Yeah, T Tony's responsible for that section, and um, we really... Uh, Try to try to just kind of listen to what the customers are asking for, and you know, try. We've got some local stuff in there. A couple of local companies out of Glen Rock with some of the barbecue sauces and whatnot. But yeah, the the Traeger rubs obviously is one of our our, our go tos, and um, that 
you know, it's always good. Do we have enough to experiment with a little bit of everything? If uh, if you're going into the spice section to get uh, a spice for the walleye you just caught, mm-hmm. what are you picking? Well, I, I I'm still kind of a, a fish batter kind of guy, you know. So we've got we've got the McCormicks and we've got some of that uh, just the uh, beer beer batter mix that kind of stuff. And if I have a, if I have the choice, I'm gonna I'm gonna deep fry some walleye. It's not as good <laughs> baked or broiled, right? Well, I mean it's all pretty good, but I mean that's <laughs> that that, that uh, fried stuff is good for me. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have a fryer, you guys have fryers here too. Yeah, we've got just you know the little the little little you know I don't know two quart versions, and we've got some pretty nice uh, Bayou Classic that are you know hook up to a big propane bottle and got the real deep fryer. So if you've got a, a big group of friends over there, it'll it'll keep you keep you moving pretty good. As you're getting geared up for the ice fishing coming up, make sure you stop in here, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Baby, it's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. All right, if you have missed out on any of the episodes of Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors that we have done, we're up to uh, 23 now. So uh, get over to the check it out at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. And we always bring a guest in, but you know this guest, uh, Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Now, Brian, not only do you work at one of the uh, greatest stores in Casper, you're also a member of the walleye scene we have around here and quite the scene it is yeah and right now i uh, just got back on the board with uh, the north platte walleyes unlimited and uh, we're uh, just in the planning process of having our uh, annual banquet that we use as a fundraiser uh, for a lot of the programs that we run throughout wyoming what are some of those programs because you guys do really good things especially like for kids and that's just it that's that's why i like to stay involved with this one it's um really passionate to me that uh the club is uh, all based on volunteers. Uh, we don't have any paid members. We don't have to pay any, uh, you know, national society of walleyes, uh, you know, any money of anything that we that we fundraise. So, uh, all the money that we raise stays in Wyoming, and we, we've done, I mean, really just a ton of just great projects throughout the throughout the years. And the one that most people probably recognize us for is uh, the fishing pole donations for uh, the giveaways when we um, help out at the Yesness Pond when they do their little uh, derby up there. We've got involved with the Game and Fish, with um, their expos. We've done fishing pole giveaways up there. We also, uh, throughout the state, different school programs that have asked for, uh, you know, 20, 30, 50 poles, whatever it is, for their, their, their school programs. Um, we also, uh, back in the day when the, uh, fire, uh, firefighters were starting the, uh, life jacket loaner program here in Casper, mm-hmm. uh, with all those little stands at all the takeouts at Morad park and whatnot, where the life jackets sit on, we were the ones that, uh, helped fund that initially. Uh, so, uh, just really good programs. You know, uh, the other one that, uh, sticks out in my mind is we started a, a scholarship program up at Casper college and, uh, Really tried to gear that scholarship towards people that were going into wildlife management or wild, wildlife biology. Uh, so that, that helps out students uh, each semester uh, in a perpetual program that goes up there. And then uh, we've helped the Game and Fish with a handful of different projects. Uh, we've helped with the AIS check stations. We've helped with some of their uh, creel surveys and whatnot. So uh, the club has just done you know some fantastic stuff. And so our our whole point and purpose of this club is to to help with the um, 
survival, you know, I mean, to, to help encourage people to, you know, to be conservation minded, to throw back those spawners, to maybe not, you know, hit spawning beds during those, those time frames, and to uh, just be able to give back to our gaming fish that are doing a good job of uh, actually helping to increase some of our uh, walleye habitat throughout the state. Yeah, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the, the repopulation of walleye is really important on the list now. Yeah, we're fortunate here. I mean, we've got, you know, our reservoir systems, the way they fluctuate, you know, really is good for a lot of the spawning and to protect those fish um, throughout the year. Uh, we also don't have, you know, the population base that, you know, some of these bigger, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin areas have. So, but it still is important to be able to, you know, put some effort towards stocking, some habitat stuff. And our club, you know, has, has worked, you know, closely with the Game and Fish to try to make sure that that happens. Uh, every year you do the, the banquet, it's going to be in April this year. Yeah, this year, um, with all the COVID stuff going on, uh, we decided to scale back a little bit. So if you're one of those guys that's uh, gone to the banquet in the past and loved being there and wanted to support it, uh, you're going to want to get your hands on tickets uh, sooner than later, I guess. Uh, but it is going to be on April 9th, and we're going holding it uh, out at the hangar this year. Uh, it'll be 300 uh, tickets sold for that event, and the tickets will be $60 a piece. And then we have options for uh, sponsorships from uh, bronze, silver, and gold level sponsorships uh, that uh, you know give uh, those sponsors a little bit of incentive to, you know, whether it's a gold sponsor and you get a, a free fish and a walleye trip out of it with you know a handful of raffle tickets. We'll have tickets here available at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports here in the next uh, next week, and uh, you can always get a hold of me and uh, we can work that out. And then, of course, the website, you can get tickets there. It's com, and they're also all over social media. So make sure you check them out. North Platte Walleyes Unlimited is where you go to find them. The great parts about living in, the, in this area not long ago was the Mule Deer Foundation Banquet, and now the Walleye Banquet is, is going to be happening here. But get involved. If, if it interests you, you can become a member. Uh, you, can, you don't even have to be a member to go to, to the banquet. No, uh, you don't have to be a member i mean we uh if you're if you sign up for, as a, one of the sponsors you're going to be given a handful of memberships uh, with with those sponsorships you know our, our club membership is pretty inexpensive it's 20 bucks for a family for a year oh, so not bad at all you know it's one trip to mcdonald's for me that's, you know, that's all that is <laughs> north platte walleyes unlimited go to north find out more information the banquet coming up all those details Right there on the website. Brian, thank you so much for getting us uh, informed on this. Thanks, Drew. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Uh, get over there and check them out again. NorthPlatteWalleye.com. All right. That's another show in the books. If you've missed any of the shows over the last few months, you can hear them all right now on demand at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. When you go there, you just click the app open, and there's a scroll bar. You'll see... On demand, you click on that, and that'll go right to the show. Uh, thank you again for everyone that tunes in each and every week. And thank you so much for stopping in and seeing our friends in Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. When you stop in, tell them that, uh, that you heard it here on Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5.